about two years ago, my church went through a split, and um, I felt the direction that I needed to go with was um, with the pastor and forming a new church, and I had great expectations of what that might look like, um, and I was with that church for about a year, but um, more and more dissatisfied um, with the way things were going, and um, when um, Lisa uh, approached me and told me she was going to Peru, um, um, being a teacher, I'm off for the summer, so I had the availability, and I said, well, I want to go too, and so little did I know what, what God was going to do during that time. Um, prior to going to the trip, I I had a, a vision, kind of of a um, a deep, dry pit, and the, the, the theme of the Peru trip was, um, um, behold, I do a new thing, now it springs up, do you not perceive it, I'm making ways in the desert and streams, whatever, in the wilderness, and, and so anyway, when I had this um, vision of this dry pit, I, I figured it was all about Peru, and that we were going to go there, we were going to share the gospel, we were going to, you know, just water that dry ground, and um, um, it really wasn't till the end of the trip that I realized that I was that dry pit, and I was getting filled up um, through the experience um, at Peru, and um, I just, something just was ignited in me, and um, anyway, I, I continued when I came home searching for a church, and um, kind of tried some other things, but um, realized that um, what I was looking for was not really a traditional church. It was a people, a people that were passionately pursuing Jesus and having a love for the nations. And um, so I was hoping and praying um, that I would find a church home um, by the end of the summer, and I start back to school next week. And this is now my home. So I've made the decision. Why don't you come pray for Penny and welcome her home. Well, Father, um, I'm I'm given the the verse in the Bible, Father, that you go after the the, the lost lamb, and Father, you you search for for that one that doesn't have uh, the home or has not come, or has not come home yet. And Father, we thank you for. For bringing Miss Miss Penny to to a church that that she can she can call home and place where she feels like she she belongs and uh, a place where where she can be around people who are are passionate about you and who are passionate about the nation's father and um, I just thank you for for bringing her to for her to be here to be part of our, our church family father and may may you grow her may you strengthen her may you show her more of of who you are and. Just more, more of you, Father, for for a penny, Father, as as she's here, as she learns more about us and learns more about you, Father, and may may you grow her faith, may you grow her her heart for nation for nations, and grow her her heart for you, Father. And uh, we just bless Penny, and we just thank you for bringing her to us, Father. In your name, I pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Sunday school. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Well, sometimes, most of y'all won't remember this because you're too young, but when I was growing up, when you did something wrong, sometimes you had to write the right attitude or something you wouldn't do 100 or 150 times on a piece of paper. A few of you might remember that. Usually it was for punishment or training or something, but I had this thought that um, uh, rather than punishment... You know, I should make everybody get a piece of paper and write this last four lines that we sung a hundred times. <laughs> now, we could be like the Africans and sing it until it's in us, <laughs> or we can write it, because it is the key to living and the key to life, those words. Um, I just, Bill, I just so appreciate that. I mean, it capsulizes today's message, so... Um, I just, uh, just really trust that uh, you'll take to heart the things that we've sung. Uh, I wanted to read a, a, a praise report uh, talking about the greatness of our God. I got this uh, sat, uh, Sunday afternoon from Arthur um, last Sunday afternoon. So we were really blessed with the presence of the Holy Spirit yesterday in the church. We have so many stories to share with you guys. One of them is that the Lord healed my acid reflux after 40 hours of fasting. The Lord is good. So those of you that know that Arthur struggled with that pretty much the whole time he was here. The Lord has met him and healed him. Arthur after 40 hours of fasting, no longer has any issues with acid reflux. Oh, He's been healed. He had a terrible time with that. Yes. I bumped into him at a specialist office when he was here. Yeah. So, God is really, He is, not only is He great, He's good. He's a good God. Um, you know, I was, um, I think, yeah, it was Bill that was sharing a a few weeks back, and he says, have you been surprised by God lately? And um, it just didn't seem like the right time to share it, but um, this is a little story about a surprise by God. Tia had picked a bunch of um, weeds out of the garden, not garden, but flower bed, and just left them in the wheelbarrow, I guess for me to take out back, because out back is a little bit of a hike for us, and so it sat there for two or three days, and so I thought, okay, well, I might as well run this thing back there. The grass is really high, and it's really brushy, and so I reached down, and I grabbed the wheelbarrow, and this thought comes in my mind, snakes. I'm like snakes. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to really watch what I'm doing when I go out there. So here I go out the backyard, around to the back, looking in this grass as I'm walking every step, snakes. So I get back there. The pile's so high, I can't run the wheelbarrow up on it. So I just reach down in the wheelbarrow, grab everything in it, and throw it on the pile. And there's a snake in the wheelbarrow. Aren't you glad that you didn't do it? 
So I'm walking back, you know, coming back through. Where's the snake when you're walking back? Uh, he's out there. I, I threw him out there. It wasn't big. It's was probably about this long. So um, I'm walking back and I break out into our backyard right out of the woods. And, and I just had this thought. I said, I'll just, it was a thought. It wasn't verbal, but it could have been verbal almost. It's like, God, is it really that easy? I'm thinking about to hear you, you know. And all of us have been kids at one time or another. I don't know if your parent has ever just kind of not even answered a question like that, but just looked at you with this smile, like, you know what it is. And, and it is. It's almost like God said, if you're listening, yeah, it's that easy. And I was thinking about it today when you, when you said about the greatness of God. The greatness of God, the, the greatest being in the universe cares about little old me and a little snake in a wheelbarrow that he would speak to me. The greatest. I thought you were going to say walking back to the house instead of alligator. <laughs> I'd have to find a new way home, right? But God is, he is, he cares. You know, he cares about your soul, but he also cares about our every day, you know. If he cares that much about us physically, how much more does he care about that which lasts for eternity? Our soul and our fellowship with Him. No, you can't. <laughs> no, go ahead. It's a family meeting, right? I mean, he's you know he's talking about how God cares, uh, cares for us, and I have a niece. I won't go into detail. Good. Yeah, I know. But she is uh, going through a divorce, and uh, she has absolutely nothing now, and all. A, a lady that she just met at a ballpark, she was in a place baseball, and found out about her situation, and she went to church that the very next Sunday, and this lady came up to her that she doesn't even know that well. The woman's husband had just died, and she said, I am so burdened in my heart for somebody, and I don't know who it is. And she said, do you know somebody that needs some help? And, uh, and, of course, my niece came to her mind. And she said, well, actually, I do know somebody that's really going through a hard time right now. And she explained the situation. And so she opened up an account at the bank and put $500 in there for somebody that she doesn't even know. Now, who do you think put that on her heart to do? But God. I mean, God put I mean, she doesn't even know my niece at all. And so I just want to give, I had to give God the glory this morning because he knows our needs. And, we, you know, we try to figure all these things out, and all we have to do is trust. And Tracy wasn't even, you know, trusting God, but she has a lot of people praying for her right now. And God listens. He, hears, he knows our need, and he provides. And that's all I want to say. Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> I'll just add this, the, the back story. This is, a, this is a girl who has been in and out of church, in and out of her relationship with God. And so, yet again, she finds herself in a hard place. And yet again, God just opens his arms. I mean, how many times do we do that? You know, two strikes and you're out, three strikes and you're out. But God is an amazing, patient, long-suffering God. Um <coughs> 
every now and then I'll ask Tia to just come up to my office and uh, we'll get through with the family stuff here in just a minute. Um, to come up to my office and let's watch a movie together. So I had told her to come up. I was looking in the war military genre. <laughs> and as usual, she says, um, you think you can find a period movie? So generally that's what we watch. But a couple of days later, I went and watched the, this movie that I wanted to watch. It's called Soldiers and Saints. It's a 2003 movie about, actually it's based on a true story about these two guys that were believers on opposite sides of, uh, of each other, United States and Germany. They're behind the lines in Germany, and these two guys meet in battle. And um, it's just really, it, it, I won't tell you the whole story, but it's just heartwarming to see how brothers on opposing sides end up teaching, uh, treating each other, even when there's pressure to do different um, so I like soldier stories. I, I enjoy that. I, I think it keeps me, it reminds me of the cost that's been paid for where I can live today. It also reminds me of all the saints that have gone before that have done battle, you know, spiritually so that we could have the understanding that we have about the Lord today. But anyway, so we're going to look at a soldier story today. Uh, this is a soldier that's probably a captain. Um, his rank is not given. He, he uh, has about 60 to 100 men under his charge. He's assigned to an occupied city. He um, is not of the same nationality. He's there, and his charge is to keep the peace. Um, he's a wise soldier. Uh, he, he's respectful and fair to the people that he is controlling, uh, and so he comes to gain favor with those people. He, he's uh, high enough in rank that he has a support staff that's non-military. Um, and, and so one of those people become really ill. And what he decides to do um, because of that man's illness marks the man for the rest of his life. And so we're going to read about that story. If 